0: With the sun. It the day. Every well, you guys on live can uh, can sit by, throw out any questions you've got as people join. That's really cute. The reverse upside down concept of the visual cortex. Man, I'm going to have to read on it. I don't even know if you're fucking with me or if you're serious because there's some weird shit with the visual cortex, and I, <laughs> I would love to talk about the visual cortex because it's got some, some interesting things that uh, I'm curious about as far as how it how it handles all of the the electromagnetic impulses that go down the optic nerve and when they come into the visual cortex before stuff starts happening. I've always thought that there's some interesting things that go on there, and I've got these weird ideas that the actual you know that it's almost like it's it's photons passing through the DNA, that is, uh, you know, it's sort almost like a like a, pro- a projector screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's projecting through the through through the nerves or whatever, and literally whatever is the chemical makeup of our body at that time is sort of imprinting on those photons and passing into, you know, our midbrain, backbrain, what whatever, whatever wherever that processing is taking place. I'm not a neuroscientist. Yeah, I want to. I, I will read more on that. That that's very cool. So. What what I wanted to get into is uh, psychedelics and uh, awakening and purpose. Um, in that, oh, first of all, I got to show off this shirt. Hold on, let me see if, if we're seeing everything. I'm do, I'm doing like I got three cameras going, guys. So you gotta you gotta hang with me. My my girlfriend got me this. That's what I do. I grow a beard and I know things. She thought that was uh, she thought that was cool, and I thought it was too. Um, so if you're just listening to this on SoundCloud, you have no idea what I'm talking about. That's okay. Uh, so with uh, psychedelics, awakening, purpose, uh, the whole bit. Um, what I wanted to touch on first was was two to two different groups of people here. Um, one is. Uh, you know, it's going to be your, your group of truth seekers and people who are are already probably taking psychedelics or working with psychedelics in some way uh, and understand the transformative power of those and s- sort of just give you more of an idea if you're curious about psychedelics and, and at least the depth of value and benefit that I've been able to find in them myself through through lots and lots of research and lots and lots of, of, of talking to people who've done them and, and, and reading about them and everything else. Um, and obviously some amount of personal experience <laughs> um, as well, that would be like your group A. Group B, talking to anyone who's open-minded, but but uh, obviously open-minded enough to even listen to this conversation to this point. But anyone who, who has never worked with psychedelics, who has no idea what the transformative values can be or what the effects can be on your life, and, and really just understands what we've been told in health class our whole lives and what we're told by the... Um, I guess by, by, by the fact that, that government regulations stand in, in the way of us working with psychedelics, that in and of itself should be telling enough uh, of, of the society that we're in. So if you're open-minded and you want to understand why there are some seemingly intelligent people like otherwise responsible adults that are out there talking about working with psychedelics, uh, this is probably a good message for you too. Um, I can assure you that I'm a sound-minded individual, and, and most of the people that I know on this feed are sound-minded people. And there there's something here there's a story that's not being told. so I want to I want to get into that deeply on this podcast not just this episode but this podcast in general is is really aimed toward uh, helping people to understand the, the many 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 benefits of, of psychedelics. So uh, for starters, you'll know if you've ever had a psychedelic experience, you'll know that um, they come with a uh, they come with their own transformative experiences right So I was thinking the other day about, uh, how much I've changed from you know 18 uh, years old to 33 years old, and how much certain friends and people that I know, how much they've changed as well, and then also taking into account a lot of people who haven't changed very much, but in in that same time period, that 15 years between you know late adolescence and really when you're kind of coming into your own as an adult, you know around around 30 or so, um, and I realized that. You know, whenever you're, 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 but when you relate back to, you know, to, to an interaction you have with somebody around 20 years old or so, you're really thinking of a version of that person that doesn't exist anymore, right? This is a person with a whole different set of life experiences and a person who has certain baggage and certain things they're going through in situations in their life at that time. And you're one of those people too, right? So you were that one person at that one point in time and place in your life and your set of situations made up who you were at that time. But as we go through life, ideally, we would go through a, a process of growth and development, and we go through um, good times and bad times and different types of times, right, that help us to grow and understand who, who we are and how to, how, how, to, how to be. But a lot of times you'll find that people get stuck in a rut from 20 years old, maybe even on, on through life, and you can start to see that their growth and development as a human being Uh, or their lack of growth and development as a human being comes from a lack of transformative experiences. And we can have transformative experiences in our life um, whenever someone does something just beautiful and amazing for us or whenever a a miracle occurs in our life, like surviving a major car accident or surviving a a battle with cancer or something like that. But what I think is so important to understand about psychedelics and and so almost impossible to comprehend if you've never worked with them personally um, is that you can have transformative experiences on psychedelics that just don't make sense to a sane person to understand that you could have from a, let's even call it a hallucination or call it a dream or a, a vision or whatever. It's impossible for a person who's never worked with psychedelics to understand the transformative power of these these types of experiences because they're just happening in your mind and you just can't imagine that this type of experience would, would happen this way. Hey, you're awesome, Forrest. Thank you very much. You're amazing. That made my day. Um, but but it's hard for someone who hasn't worked with them to understand this, but you can have these experiences where, you know, just the other day, um, was working with some psilocybin. I realized I was able to look so deeply into, into myself that I found that, that, that subatomic particle at the core of my being. And I was able to visualize what was going on at, at the, at the core of who I was and what it was like to be me. And, uh, Psychedelics, we're getting there, um, but but I was able to analyze all of these th- these in visual fashion, all these little sort of subatomic particles smashing into each other and watching them blast away from you know their their central nucleus uh, when they would run into each other and they would smash and they would fly off in these different patterns and stuff. It almost looked like flocks of birds or schools of fish or just some kind of uh, there there was rhyme and reason to it and I was able to see that there was there was a relationship and a connection between the interactions i was seeing at this sort of subatomic level and then the interactions that i was able to observe and measure and deal with in my real life. And so this is the the unbelievable and indescribable the incomprehensible beauty of psychedelics is that if you haven't worked from worked with them before it's difficult to understand things of this nature. But the reality is you can have deeply deeply transformative experiences that are all happening right here in your mind, and this is a this this was a a, a total about face for me in in, in my in my personal life, uh, in my professional life, and in every other way. And you really can't you can't change and grow and develop as a human being. Hey, what's up? What's going on, man? Um, you can't grow and develop unless you have transformative experiences, and those transformative experiences are only going to come from your mind, or from the physical world, which is only a projection of what you have in your mind laid over some objective laws of physics that do matter very much because that's the the realm that we all share on a regular basis. Um, my set and setting for that experience? Well, <laughs> we got a hold of some mushrooms that were... From Terence McKenna's private stash, and and they are not to be trifled with. And so I wasn't really prepared for this with the set and setting for that one. That wasn't supposed to be a transformative experience at all. That was supposed to be a microdose. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes uh, things happen, and uh, we can all relate with that. But but so you, you can only grow from these transformative experiences. They either come from your mind or they come from the physical world. And the beauty of psychedelics is that you can take a person who. We, we as human beings in general, even the most adventurous like Walter Mitty fantasy person that you can imagine who's going to every mountaintop and seeing every canyon and every valley and swimming in every ocean and, and diving off every coral reef and riding every mountain goat, mountain horse and giraffe in the world, everyone who's seen everything, even that person, if they've, only, if they've never worked with psychedelics, Then for someone who has worked with psychedelics to talk to that person is almost like talking with a person who's lived in an eight by 10 white room their entire life and never left that room because there's an entirely different set of realities to be experienced from which you can all learn because all everything is connected and all the relationships and interactions that you see when you're in these deep visionary states. It's it's not not something that can be described or understood without, without experiencing it, but you can learn from these interactions. And it's a beautiful thing. You can apply these lessons to different areas of your life. You can watch some colorful lights blast against the cosmic infinity that you're visualizing, and somehow you find ways to overlay that into a past experience in your life uh, or into a situation that you're going through right now. And it can totally change the way that you... Uh, the way that you handle things. So having transformative experiences is going to lead to uh, a whole different type of growth and development. And in this day and age, the fact of the matter is, even without psychedelics, just within the physical realm, we are deprived of experiences. We're deprived as a species of, of, of nature, going out and doing things, spending time outdoors, connecting with, uh, with, with the sunshine. We're, we're, we're deprived of sunshine, we're deprived of water, we're dehydrated, we're deprived of time outside. So the only transformative experiences that we can that we can gain are going to come from the, the frankly the fucked up situations that we're in to begin with, right? So if we're sitting there at work talking to people and we're seeing how people can be shitty to each other or they can slack off at work and make the rest of the team carry the load, you know, these are the lessons that we're learning from on a daily basis and they might help us to navigate the system that we're sort of caught up in. But the goal of this podcast, the goal of this whole shamanic philosophy community that we've got building here, and the purpose of all of us gathering here to have a discussion about it, is that we want to move beyond a system where we're all just surviving, we're not living. Um, I don't want to break off into ayahuasca right now. No, I haven't. My girlfriend and I are planning a trip to Peru to go do that. Um I, I've been reading and studying ayahuasca for over a decade, and it's it's the most exciting thing that I've ever looked forward to in my entire life. So, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'd love to hear more about that. Um, no, but uh, shit. Anyway, psychedelics. Yeah, uh, transformation. Um, the values of psychedelics also being in, in insight, looking within and seeing things about yourself and how you treat people uh, and seeing... How interactions where others have hurt you in hindsight, maybe that didn't need to affect you the way that it did. Maybe that maybe that was a growth process that you had to get through, um, but uh, but now you can move past that. So it helps you with insight, helps you with hindsight, and then it obviously connects all that with future decisions that you're going to make, uh, which is super important. What what psychedelics helped me with beyond just Transformation, insight, hindsight, connection with future decisions was also an understanding of purpose in life. And it was the understanding that through our connection with each other, we can all benefit each other by spreading joy and by making people laugh, making people uh, smile, just doing little things that we can. Um... So I'm being asked here. What do you think the effects may be for somebody with depression? Well, I'll tell you what the effects would be because I've struggled with with you know not as deep a depression as many people have in their lives, but but with with certainly with anxiety, I've I've always been a pretty anxious guy, and I'm not really anymore. Um, but uh, psychedelics and depression. I mean, the studies are in on that. So Johns Hopkins, NYU, I think Baylor, a bunch of other other big name medical universities have done uh, done studies on. The effects of of psychedelics uh, on on depression, and it's an it, it's a huge positive impact. I mean across the board. So psychedelics being something with you know really no chemical, uh, you know, there's no no chemical uh, addict, addictive, pro- chemically addictive properties um, to to any psychedelics, and certainly to some of the really more uh, serious ones like DMT and and ayahuasca specifically, and a lot of them really, you really wouldn't want to do these things recreationally. <laughs> you know, they're they're not they're not easy on you. I mean, ayahuasca makes you have diarrhea and vomit profusely for many hours and stuff, but you come away with these you know hugely transformative experiences. I mean, we've been watching a lot of documentaries on the natives and stuff down in South America, and you know, it's not for nothing that these guys and all the natives of the Americas and stuff had worked into their their system of, of rituals and and uh, coming of ages and all that stuff. You had to drink, you know, drink the brew or smoke the pipe or do whatever. And it's because there is a a very real sense of reality that you get from psychedelics that you just can't get. Yeah, they're they're just not designed for recreational use. They're just not. Uh, yeah, they're not for the faint of heart, and they shouldn't be mistreated in that way. There, there are domains within the human psyche that that are that should be unlocked when when a person is ready. And the the way that, that psychedelics can be used recreationally is is uh is not only disrespectful to the to the plant and the experience and to yourself and your own spirit, but it's 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 dangerous. You know, I think psychologically, just it's it's not good. It's not something you should do. But. Uh, with with psychedelics for for depression i think understanding the beauty in all things what what i came from i was just reading my my trip notes the other day from like my first big major dose of mushrooms as a as an awakened adult you know a couple of years ago and and the notes that i came away with you know cuz when you're having these psychedelic experiences you're not really thinking in normal you know english terms or first language terms whatever that is but you know my notes were a to be thankful and and be to continue the work. And so I think when if you're depressed and you take psychedelics, I can tell you that every time I take psychedelics or or most of the people that I care about that I know whenever they take psychedelics what they come away with is almost always thankfulness. It's just it's just you feel thankful for the experience, you you feel thankful for your life, you feel thankful for for nature and for the world and for for all the experiences that you've had and the love that you've felt. And and thankfulness is such a uh, it's such a powerful emotion. It's a, it's such a powerful uh, spiritual force uh, to feel. And so, for someone with depression to take psychedelics, I think that you would find thankfulness and things that you never thought to be thankful of. You would appreciate things that you never appreciated, and you would you would you would find new things. One of the biggest things that I, I say, if I can be, if there's any impact I can make on the world in my entire life though the one thing that I want to be known and that I want to imprint on everyone's mind is that my, my, my view is that the purpose of life is to find awe in as many things as you can and then to fulfill that awe in your life as much as possible. So if you're not into opera music, learn to love it like an opera aficionado. Like learn, learn to, to, to enjoy hiking. If you don't enjoy hiking, figure it out. Learn it, learn to love it. Learn to love everything you can, every kind of music, every kind of activity. You know, if you, you don't like to scuba dive or you're afraid of heights, you don't want to go rock climbing, go figure it out, <clears throat> go fish, go do something outside. But the more that you can, you can teach your, so many people I talk to nowadays, even people in my own, yeah, find wonder, and wisdom and everything. So like I hear people say sometimes like they don't like to go outside, they don't like to be in nature, like they don't like the bugs, they don't like the the lack of air conditioning or the lack of centralized heating or the, the lack of electricity or whatever. But find awe in everything that you can, you know? And and that's that's going to awaken a whole new sense of appreciation in you. I think it's hard to be depressed when you live with that sort of thankfulness um, and that understanding that psychedelics can give you. So I think that's probably what what the studies are, are really, you know, the stats are showing. That's, that's how that positive effect is being enacted on people who suffer from depression when they take those things. Yeah, um, they are more powerful in nature visually. So I assume you mean psychedelics. Yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of got mixed feelings about this. I mean, I, I think if you're a super duper outdoors person, and you want to take psychedelics outside i think there's probably nothing wrong with that you know if you're with a group of people your your tribe and you're all taking them that's probably okay but i think if you're not used to being outside a whole lot you're not really familiar with being out there you probably shouldn't take psychedelics outside i mean look when our when our ancestors did it they lived outside they didn't have walls and a bed and they didn't you know they didn't have the protection from the elements that we do so we become accustomed to that so psychedelics are really about being in your own place i mean I, honestly i think that the set and setting matter more in terms of no it's my pleasure you appreciate the answer i appreciate the question so so much really i do yeah i've taken shrooms while camping and uh again i'm used to being outside i go outside a lot and i camp a lot and um you know, I, I think for me, it, it, it was good taking the amount that I took, but it depends on what kind of camping you're taking too, right? Or what kind of camping you're you're doing. Um, just because sometimes when you camp, I mean, like sometimes my dog and I will go hike, you know, for two or three days, just us in a tent and, you know, just living off of MREs and, and spring water and sort of finding our way through the mountains or whatever. I wouldn't want to be involved in mushrooms in that situation, right? You got bears walking right by your tent and everything. I wouldn't want to do that. But the point is, take them in a safe environment. Take them somewhere you, you feel comfortable and you feel safe, and and the experience you're gonna have is gonna be good. Um, may not be a bad idea. I guess I, I gotta say this about at least about mushrooms, but probably true of just about any psychedelic. Is uh, what I call the danger zone. Like you have like a microdose, like a small amount, and then you have you know great big huge amount. Uh, I would be I would just be be mindful of that middle middle of the road area, because I kind of feel like with psychedelics, your your left foot is like stepping off into the great beyond, you know, at like two grams of mushrooms or something, for instance. You're kind of stepping off into the great beyond, but your other foot's trying to stay rooted in this reality, and I think that's where people have bad trips. So be mindful of that. I've talked to a lot of people about that, and everybody's everybody feels like that that's pretty that's a pretty sound rule to live by. Um, I like to either microdose or take heroic doses, you know, five, six grams of mushrooms or all the whatever you can get your hands on if it's something safe. Mushrooms are safe. I don't like mushrooms. I don't know much about, you know, from personal experience, I've never done DMT or um, I've taken LSD, but I've never had a huge experience or anything. Mushrooms are natural, they make me feel good. I'd like to take ay- ayahuasca. Other than that, I-, I can't really vouch for much. But plenty of people talk about it and I've read about it a lot. I just I can't speak from experience. I can just tell you that you know when my own children are what state of mind do I try to be in before taking them um so with me mushrooms like I love mushrooms and that's that's really what I had to work with in m- my world uh, but uh, i I take them really seriously we take them seriously. My girlfriend and I you know if we take them together. Uh, or with our tribe, with our, our our extended friends who are you know uh, part of this community too, um, you know, we treat them with a lot of reverence. So I, I'm not going to tell you how to, um, I'm not going to tell you how to take them. But but I really like to get into the mindset beforehand. I like to eat vegetarian all day long, eat salads in the morning, you know, or, or eat, eat a light breakfast, eat salads during the day, um, and then take them about four or so hours. Mina, what's up? Taking about four or so hours after you after you eat, you know, in the evening, maybe when the sun goes down or something like that, and uh, and we'll listen to Terence McKenna like during the day, and we'll watch um, nature documentaries. That's that's our preferred way of of sort of getting into that mindset before we take mushrooms. We'll 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 listen to Terence McKenna, watch na- nature documentaries, and have like healing vibrations like 528 hertz or 432 hertz or whatever. Um, on the surround sound in the living room and kind of just you have candles going you got salt lamps going you got you know all the good all the feel good stuff crystals out doing all the hippy dippy stuff and yeah yeah just listen to Terrence and then we take him and then we usually end up retreating back to the room uh, back to the nest you know and kind of relaxing back there I like to be in a yeah for sure man I like to be in a nice reverent state of mind going into that you know and if you take them earlier in the evening. Um, I'm from Singapore. I'm into spirituality and all of it. Just got into it, but there's no access to. Wow. Well, so spirituality, man. Listen, and this is probably a great question. So the question is basically, if you don't have access to psychedelics, how do you do the spirituality thing? So it, it's important for me to say this that like you don't have to take psychedelics to get into these. These states of consciousness i mean there's certain things that probably you can't do quite as deeply and that's um that's a whole different conversation but you can meditate and go to a lot of these places and and there fasting is a is a big thing you can do you can fast and not not eat any food or eat only eat certain foods there's certain fasting you can look up um there's a lot of spiritual things you can do especially if you're really trying to uh tantric practices um just different meditative practices yoga can do it um but i'll tell you that just eating better in general excuse me guys just eating better in general uh will will make a big difference and then focus focusing on your breathing and just doing the right kinds of meditative practices psychedelics are are a beautiful gift if you have access to them but it's kind of like you know it's not something you have to have it's helpful But what does we talked about what they do for depression, and we talked about what they do in, in terms of giving you hindsight insight, uh, the transformative experiences they can give you, uh, the connection that you can make to ba- so so ultimately I guess that that's what this is about, right? Is that is that we want to be able to make uh, we want to be able to make better decisions going forward, right? So. Think about what you were up to a few years ago, and think about some of the, the practices that you may have had in place in your life that weren't super positive. Uh, and then think about where you are today. If you're, if you're in here on this podcast, if you're in part of this community, you're probably trying to do better with your life. And if you think about what got you to this point, you start to realize that the most important thing that we can do is to make better decisions. That That's what gets you to the point that where you are is you started making better decisions and it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. If you start making better decisions today, you're going to be in a better situation tomorrow. So I realized the other day the thought occurred to me that if the whole world became vegetarian tomorrow and started practicing mindfulness meditation every day for the next two weeks, then on day 15 we'd wake up as a, as a global community and want to know who the hell hijacked our species for the last few thousand years, right? Just the way we eat, just the way that we think and the way that we don't think is messing up more than anything else. There's so many fights and, and so many disputes and so many apparent causes of division that are just prevalent around the world. And they're not really, like racism is not really racism the way you think it is. It has these horrible, terrible effects in every way, but it doesn't come from the place you think it comes from and it isn't treated in the way that we think it should be treated and it starts with how we all love each other and how we all accept each other and how we all understand each other A bunch of other stuff wrapped up in that but racism being one thing culturalism being another religion versus science being another there are so many things that we do as a as a as a global community that could be fixed with changing <laughs> with a diet change and a, and a, and a, and a few a few minutes a day on a, on a meditation mat so um where do we go from here, right? Let's, so we start making better decisions today. We all become mindful. We become vegetarian. We start we start praying or meditating on a regular basis. We start building bridges of understanding to our neighbors and each other and start looking inward to understand ourselves better. So where do we go from there? That's where I think we start looking to connect with purpose. And we can connect with purpose by understanding the connectivity between all things and all people and all entities and beings and bodies and space and everything else. We make better decisions, but we we need to find the purpose that we're making those decisions toward, and that was one of the hardest parts for me. Is like okay, I'm starting to wake up. I'm starting to understand how things are connected and how I can, this and that. Look, find awe in as many things as you can, and then spend your life fulfilling that awe as much as possible. And once you've you've connected with your truth to the point where you're able to pursue that goal effectively, teach everybody else to do likewise. Teach everybody else to do what you've accomplished. If you've figured out how to how to go climb mountaintops and overcome your fears and and find beauty in things that were repulsive before, maybe, right? Studying insects or just doing whatever you want to do, find love and understanding in everything you can. And then teach everybody else to do the same thing. That is the purpose. And if that means that you do best in that by being, um, you know, by being some sort of a, 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 an author or a writer or an artist or a musician, if it means that you start speaking to people or you start, you know, I've got a buddy that's putting on like a whole, like he loves to cook, right? He's a big part of my life and he loves to cook. He's an amazing cook. He's a he's an amazing human being. And he wants to be able to talk to people he loves to talk to people so now like he's doing a whole platform around this stuff and making people laugh making people smile making people enjoy cooking and find ways to cook that they otherwise wouldn't have known how to do and that's what we need to be doing is is teaching the rest of the world how to love life as much as we do and if we can do that we can fix everything and that's the point i wanted to just cover psychedelics waking up purpose uh, but you know, we, we kind of bounced all over the place. But the point is, um, go out and spread some love. I appreciate you guys so much for everything. Um, thanks for being part of this podcast. And uh, if you got any questions, feel free to shoot them to me on Instagram, it's probably the easiest place to find me. And uh, it's the platform that's booming the most right now. So make sure if you're on, on the Instagram channel, if you're in here right now, go check out the uh, the YouTube channel too. Like, subscribe, share all kinds of stuff. And uh, just know that we are building a community here. We're building an, a whole group of people globally that want to get together and uh, and teach people how to love each other and understand each other and how to look within to become the best version of ourselves that we can be. That's the goal here. And we're going to do anything we can to do that, right? Uh, but we're going to change the world and make it a better place to be. Thank you guys so much. May the light be with you, may life be within you, and may you be a sun on the paths of all men. God bless you guys. Have an awesome week. We're so now. we can't remember who we are.